theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, France to ATO. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to Life Out of the Box. Welcome, welcome, my wonderful friends. Today, I'm going to be learning right with our friends in real time. In real time. I came up with the topic today, and I'm excited to hear John's thoughts on it. I think it'll be, uh, we'll make for an interesting discussion. So um, I read this article, and I thought it was really, really well written, and it really, it, it basically highlighted something I think about a lot, and it I, I just didn't actually use this term. So we're going to talk today about mental models. Hmm. What are mental models, right? Hmm. And um, I think that I'll just read one, like the definition from this article to just kind of kick it off of like, what are mental models? And it, it, you'll understand it. It's pretty intuitive, actually. You want me to guess what it is? Yeah, go ahead. I would say that a mental model, to me, the most beautiful mental model would be like Einstein. Einstein's a beautiful mental model. Oh, mental model. So you think it's a person? Like <laughs> no, I'm a, joking. Well, I mean, I would say actually Einstein's uh, mental model or mental models would are definitely some of the reasons why he is who he is. Like okay. the theories that he came up with all right, certainly so had to do with mental, mental models model? that he used. I'm all ears. So mental models, a mental model is an explanation of how something works, essentially. It's a concept, mm. framework, or a worldview that you carry around in your mind to help you interpret the world and understand the relationship between things. Okay. So mental models are deeply held beliefs that uh, we have for about like how the world works. So essentially mental models guide your perception and behavior, right? They're basically the thinking tools that you have to understand life and make decisions. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So they're... There are a lot of different ways that mental models influence, and it's really interesting, and it, it very much ties into um, some of my research that I did during my doctorate program about mm-hmm. you know how people categorize things yeah. and the, the perceptions that they have and why how that influences the way that they see things and process them and, and move on. So mental models, the reason why I wanted to bring this up was it, I think that you know the article really hit at the, at the center of why it's important to have different mental models. Okay. The importance really comes from, you know, obviously, if you have one mental model for how you see the world, then you're going to basically conform everything to explain the world through your own mental model, right? So you could say, oh, well, if you had a mental model where it's very conspiratorial, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Conspiratorial, you're very much, you know... Leaning into conspiracy theories. Yeah, leaning into conspiracy theories. And um, a virus happens, and immediately your mental model goes, well, the government did this, right? And everything after that is explained in one certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you get out of that mental model? And it's how how do you even start to have that mental model is a really interesting aspect of the whole conversation to me as well. But I would say in terms of like, let's talk about your doctorate program, right? So you were in the business school. Mm -hmm. And so when you're studying different theories, right, to explain phenomenon, to explain how things work in the world, why things work, why do certain startups work and why do others not, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at it from one perspective. Right. And and I'm glad you used that term. I was just going to ask you, could we just not replace the word mental models with perspective? It could be perspective, but I would say it is perspective for sure. But I think the thing with mental models is it is basically trying to how how you are explaining the world. And I think that goes deeper than just one's perspective. Okay. Right. So you're you're basically gathering information 
about the world around you mm-hmm. and you've been trained in one particular way. And this is definitely something that you and I have, have experienced, I think at the most basic level when we travel, right? right? So yeah. when we were living in California, you get a new perspective after yeah. leaving California. Yeah. And, right. it, and so you think that, that your whole country really thinks in one way, right? Mm-hmm. And then you move to Oklahoma and Oklahomans are very, there's a different type of mental model there in general, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In terms of, I guess we could say perspective. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then you go to Nicaragua. And that's a very different perspective of the world as well. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Morocco. And that's a very different perspective of the world as well. Yeah, and you could do it on more micro level where LA versus San Francisco, etc. You know, so there are different perspectives on what life is and what's important in life, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. But I guess one of the, I, the heart of the conversation that I'm hoping that we can have is um, why is it important to not have just one mental model? Hmm. Right. Why is it so important to expand one's perspective? Um, and what are the benefits? What are the pros and the cons? And why do people tend to only go towards one mental model? Right? Do you feel like you do? No. That's what I'm thinking Right. But I think that that is something that is unique to us. We are very curious individuals who really enjoy actually going like this is kind of the the argument of being a generalist versus being a specialist. Right. Mm. So if you're a specialist in economics, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're trying to explain the world in in the mental model of economics and you're focused on. Um, one one type of economics. You're not even interested in Austrian economics. You're not interested in all of those. You're you're focused on what America has been using as the economic model, Mm -hmm. right? If something comes along that basically threatens to completely rip up all of what you think the world is based on, Mm -hmm. you would be very resistant to that. Right. Right? Yeah. And is that good or bad for the rest of the world? Your argument is it's bad. Well, I mean... We've, we've experienced this as well, you know, with um, research, people get siloed. So if you're in business, if you're in the business school and you're studying one thing, so say like one example that they use is, okay, if you asked three different departments across university, why did the chicken cross the road? Mm-hmm. Right. You would get three very distinctly different answers based on their mental models. Technically you get more than three. Because they could come up with multiple reasons each. Right. But the theme of their reasons would Mm. be pretty distinctive to their perspective. So biology would be, oh, well, there was food on the other end or there was a mate that they had to procreate with. Yeah. Okay. And then the, um, (laughs) I don't know, the... uh, It was running away from something. Right. I mean, there's like, you could really, you could basically explain something Mm -hmm. in three completely different ways Mm -hmm. that might actually all be true. Okay. Depending on your perspective. Right. And I just think that this really kind of gets at the heart of what is going on right now, where we're trying to find what is the truth. Hmm. But is, are, are we really wanting to know what the truth is when the truth is different for all three of those different mental models? Well, that's it's, interesting. Because to me, the key with like developing a more perspectives and having multiple mental models is having multiple conversations, hmm. getting to understand others perspective are you are you suggesting that perhaps we need to focus internally first where we put it upon ourselves without having to discuss with others their perspective to see their perspective we should start thinking beyond my initial reaction or initial thought on this idea or this situation i should think of other ways that this could be happening or occurring 
that's certainly one way of doing that. And that, that method is called inversion. It's essentially like, what if, if I believe it to be this way, what if I go the opposite and, okay. and go backwards, essentially inverse yeah. it and say, what if, okay, I'm, I want to succeed. What if I just actually said, well, I don't want to fail. Mm. So, or I, I'm going to fail. What could I do to prevent that? Hmm. Okay. Um, but I think that it, it is definitely internal, but I think that what it is more than anything else is ensuring that you are expanding your own mental models in different ways. Because I think, you know, when we go to school, right, we go to, we go to middle school and high school and you probably saw yourself as a skate skater, right? You saw yourself as this is that people really like to categorize. Okay. This is the athlete group. This is the popular group. This is the nerd. This (laughs) is the band. This is X, Y, and Z. Right. But then even beyond that, it's also that you went to a public school or even a private school where there were certain things that you had to be taught and maybe your mental model didn't really fit with that, right? Like hmm. the way that they were teaching wasn't really clicking, but eventually when you like 15 down, years down the line, even though you couldn't have cared less about history class in high school, something ignites you and makes you curious about history later on. And what is that? Right. Okay. And I think what's, what's really important more than anything else is that people expand their mental models. Mm. So if they think that they are one way and that the world is this one way, the, the danger in that is that when a certain worldview dominates your, your thinking, you'll try to explain every problem that you face through that one worldview. Okay. And so how could you expand yourself beyond just an echo chamber of your own mental model of this is the way that things work? Hmm. You could read more, right? There are certain fundamental mm. things like the laws of physics that like really, if you understand them, it explains things in one way as opposed to just like believing anyone who thinks that the world is flat, you know, right. like there are certain ways for you to understand while you're trying to really, I don't know if it's seeking truth, mm. but it's at least, I think mental models. I think it's seeking truth. I think um, it. I mean, truth is, truth is relative to the perspective, but I do think this also, because you know, I like to go on YouTube and I really do try to see all perspectives. And sometimes by me wanting to do so, I end up going in the wrong direction and then supporting something that is not accurate. Mm. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Or I don't typically go in the route where I like support it, but I, one could argue I wasted a lot of time spending, uh, trying to see an alternative perspective to my own. And we don't have time to do that sometimes so it becomes a a game of like well which ones are worthy of your time to see an alternative perspective and which ones should you hold true to who you are or believe you are or the world you want to perceive does that make sense no i totally it does make sense and 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 i'm not i'm not saying that these mental models that we have the, the entire purpose of them is to seek truth i actually think that mental models are more utilitarian than anything else. Okay, go ahead. Right? So I think that the utility of these mental models is really, like if you have a mental model that really helps you solve certain problems really fast, that's a great mental model, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, If there's one that's preventing you from really understanding or solving certain problems, then maybe that's when you need to start expanding because there's not one mental model that is actually the best. Hmm. I think that the heart of it is that there's a variety of mental models and that's really a person who has a variety of mental models to procure and to use when they need to i think that's the one who th- those are the individuals who really have a better time going through life not necessarily because they're they know and understand the truth but because the utility of those mental models helps them get through things faster hmm. right it's interesting because it's like when you're pursuing some endeavor that requires a large amount of creativity 
it is good for you to remove all pre-categorizations that you have right. when it comes to this idea or subject that you're focusing on. And when you look at the AI that competed, I think it was partially owned by Google, if not fully owned by Google, that competed in the game Go, that's mm. very popular in, I believe, South Korea. It it created a new mental model for how the game was played. Mm. And so when the top number one person played it, it was unlike anything anyone's ever seen when it comes to a, how a human plays. It didn't, it was uncategorizable. Right. And it was developed based on basically taking tons of data from millions of games and learning and not having pre-categorizations of how what's the next best strategy. And in doing so, it created its own strategy, which ended mm. up beating the best. And perhaps that's the way that, that that works sometimes. But at the same time, it's like, God, that's really hard to figure out. Like you got to like, it's almost like you got to forget the rules of checkers to figure a new way of beating the top tier players in checkers. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Well, yeah, it, no, it's true. And, it, and it go, I think it goes to, it's a really great example, the Go one. I would also say, because I, I think that the the main thing that I want to emphasize with this is like, it is really important to have a variety. And why we've talked about why it's so important that even with research, there's no silos. Like I remember, you know, there was, there was, like a year period where I was obsessed with quantum physics. I wanted to learn everything about physics and that had nothing to do with my doctor. I was not going into physics of any kind, but there was something so fascinating about it. And I ended up actually using something from physics called entropy, which basically is the second law of thermodynamics, but it can also be applied in a way where it's just saying that um, every closed system lends or goes towards disorder. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just about order and disorder and explaining why things seem to over time go out of control. Right. Why yeah. do they feel like it gets it becomes disorderly and how that that one just one little piece of that nugget that I got really was it, I could apply it to information processing. Right. Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. people process information. And so I think with um, with that, there's this a concept of like liquid knowledge that I think you and I really intuitively love, which is basically it's not just the depth of information that you know, but it's also the breadth that it's hmm. like mathematics, it's history, it's physics, it's yeah. business, it's finance. And that by having an understanding of these things and those different concepts, you can actually start connecting the dots and that the, the Google, um, AI beating the number one player in Go, mm -hmm. that really is a testament to the creativity. I think of liquid knowledge of really taking it instead of saying, okay, I'm going to be a doctor and this is exactly how I can become a doctor. Or I'm going to be the best Go player. This is exactly how the best did it. And I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Well, the best is actually if you go around and you go beyond and you start trying to connect the dots, the best form of creativity comes from when you have multiple mental models that you're come, that you're trying to put, put the dots, connect the dots with. Right. Yeah. So like, for example, Albert Einstein, I mean, he was, yeah, it was all about physics to him, but it was also about like having fun thinking. You know, thinking about just like how the world is, how the universe is. I mean, Steve Jobs is one of the best examples of someone who is like, it has to be the humanities and art along with science and math. Like that's like, that's, that's it. That's how you bring together something so extremely different um, that it changes the world. Hmm. So, and so my, I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was one of my biggest concerns with the way that social media is going towards right now 
especially, you know, we have a, an episode on TikTok about the algorithm, you know, basically putting people into like siloed echo chambers. Like mm-hmm. the more you watch, the more you like this, the more we're just going to keep you going down this route. We're not going to show you other things. Yeah. Categorized specifically. Yeah. That's the way that they're trying to get people's attention. But at what cost is that mm. happening? People aren't actually able to discover new things now. Mm-hmm. Basically, the algorithms are catering to just keeping you siloed in that one area. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can all agree that there have been a lot of unintended consequences of what happens when that happens, right? Where you can you can literally scream to death at, and with someone saying that the world is not flat. And they'll scream right back saying, yes, the world is flat. And I know a lot of people who would agree with me. And you're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. So I just think that I wanted to emphasize mental models. And yeah, you can say perspectives or whatever. But I think... Like the idea of mental models is really just trying to question, like, why are you thinking the way that you are thinking and Mm. how could you shift that and change that slightly or in a big way Mm. to really actually solve problems easier or make Mm. your life better? I think that there is something to be said about if you've been doing things this way for so long and it's not really helping out, it's not really working out, Mm. that you can change that. And that's an amazing thing. But I think technology right now is kind of almost to go back to entropy it's trying to order the disordered brain Mm -hmm. the 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 creative brain where it has the capability of being interested in like 10 different things but it's trying to order it into one Mm. certain thing and at what cost will Mm. that eventually lead to i don't know so are you suggesting that people take a step back and recognize their perspective and then try to see an alternative perspective is that in summary what I'm yeah thinking? i think that that's one way but it's also like go beyond okay so if you if you are studying economics my advice to you is keep on going in economics but try to find a couple of other subjects that are interesting to you as well because that will help down the line in terms of trying to be creative with economics okay what if you're not a student what would be a good piece of advice? Like you're working in a career mode. Read more, read more, expand your mind to different ideas and different thoughts. But it's not just read what you enjoy. It's kind of challenging you to read different things. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I like one of the, the gentleman who this was, this whole article was kind of inspired by Mm -hmm. was, um, was this mathematician. It was, uh, Michael Finneman. Okay. And he, I think it was Michael Finman. Yeah. Okay. Sounds really like a great guy. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to Sorry, Richard Finman. Um, he basically, you know, he got his undergrad at MIT and he eventually went on to go get his PhD. But he was there at MIT. He would come in and walk into a building, into like the PhD building where they're working on problems and he would solve them like that really, mm. really fast. And it was basically because it, when he was in high school, he was, uh, he had a physics teacher who basically showed him. Uh, a different type of mental model. And that's like a mental model, a model that was different in mathematics than anyone else was taught. And he really leaned into it. He, for whatever reason, was captivated by it. And that model was the single reason, the way that he was thinking was the single reason why he was able to solve those problems and the other PhD students couldn't. Hmm. And so it's just, it's just, I guess it is thinking differently. And, and I think the way that the best way to think differently is to educate yourself with a variety of different ways of thinking about things, right? I mean, there are so many different, I mean, you look at a problem and immediately you're trying to seek for a solution. What mental models are you using to seek for that solution? Hmm. And if it's not getting you there right away, then maybe just think, take a step back and think about how you can, I don't know, 
reshift it. Yeah. Yeah, shake it up a bit. I think that's a, a very essential piece of advice for everyone who's trying. Who, I mean, everyone in your career, you're problem solving. There's different ways of figuring it out, different ways of going about life, different perspectives, trying to challenge yourself to see things from a different way. Yeah. Use a different mental model is key to long-term success. Well, I I do think that it helps with decisions. And I'll just end it with this great quote by Yuval Noah Harari. He says, scientists generally agree that no theory is 100% correct. Thus, the real test of knowledge is not truth, but utility. And to me, that is, it's how are you actually using your own perspective? Is it the best way forward in making decisions? If it's not, then maybe expand your horizons in terms of what mental models you use to actually solve problems moving forward and make decisions. Deep, hun. Deep. So hope you guys all got a lot out of this. We look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.